20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence starts. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Bitch, you better praise God and I'm going to shoot a nest on God. Who is that? I'm going to my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'm going to stab you in the face. <laughs> wow. I told this nigga one time, you take the intro, it's yours, and this is what we come up with. And he was shit. yelling at y'all. I don't know what the fuck this was. <laughs> well, that was y'all boy, Cripple Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cripple Chris in the house. And y'all know me, it's your boy, Waddy Lowe. And this is uh, episode. the Two the Hallway Podcast. Back for another episode. Yes, another episode. This is a very, very special episode. It we is. have it is. a we have a guest on the show. Yes, we do. She goes by the name of Jenna Hall. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so Jenna is coming all the way from Richmond to uh, to be on the show. Uh, she has a lot of exciting things coming up um, and on the horizon. And she's a very, very interesting person. So, um... That's a lot of pressure. It's not a lot of pressure. <laughs> I mean, you got it. You got it. Yeah, it's not a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, we can give you some pressure when we get some pressure. We start I mean, throwing off these facts. We get her. We go ahead, give her some pressure. She, she's legit, too. I, I, want, I want y'all to think that we got some little, uh, like, half-assed guests here. She's legit. This, this is a legit guest, like... We had to get on our game, like, oh, we got, we got Jenna Hall coming. We got to get together. We got to get it together. Um, so, Jenna, you want to give them, like, a little a little quick introduction of, of you, what you do? Uh, sure. So, I'm Jenna Hall. I'm the founder and chief experience officer of Leap Innovative Group. We're a digital marketing and brand development agency based in Richmond. I'm also the... Um, creator of the Fun Employed Movement, which is a movement of... Dreamers and doers who are really just taking the leap to cultivate a life of their wildest dreams, having the audacity to decide how they want to live their life every day. Um, whether it's career-wise, you know, working on a five, entrepreneurship, whatever, it's being fun employed is, is basically deciding how you want to live your life and, and being audacious enough to do it. That's fire. Good. So... <laughs> Um, I had watched the uh, the Instagram uh-huh. story, the IGTV thing. Yeah. So you were saying on there. Um, so fun employed is is it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're an entrepreneur. It's just right. whatever. If, if you're enjoying what you're doing, my mom always told me growing up, um, if you love what you do, like work. Okay. I and she is a primary care physician, and she has a practice, and she goes to work every day. And she loves her patients, she loves what she does, and she does not feel like she's working. And so I grew up seeing that. Okay. And so I was like, that's what I want for myself. Do you feel like that's hard to, to do nowadays, though? To, like, really have something that, that you love to do? And, you know, that be your job? I feel like, yeah. like if you find something like that, it's not going to provide the way you provide. Exactly. And if you find something that provides the right way, it's not going to be as fun as you want it to be. Exactly. It's just like you got to take the good with the bad sometimes. Right. So... Does it does it even out for you? Is like there a little bit more enjoyment? Where I mean, I think you have to think about like what 
like I guess you value like do what do you value I value freedom okay I value the ability to decide how I how my day goes I don't like having talk in every day I tried it I did it for a while I failed at it miserably <laughs> and so you know it's even though maybe the <laughs> it's very triggering <laughs> I love that. Like, like, even though the day to day of what I do might not be the most exhilarating every single day, the fact that I can decide how my day goes, like, that's for me being fun employed. Like, I don't necessarily have to just like everything I do brings me so much joy. It's hard. It's hard having your own business, doing the work that is not easy. But the fact that I can decide when. How often, right. where I do it. To me, that's what makes me feel like I'm fulfilled. Okay. So you you mentioned, you know, you like your freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, give like a quick rundown of your regular day to day. It changes. All the As time. it should be when you don't have a boss. You don't I mean, I do have a. Do, do, I I answer to a lot of people. Don't you get answer, it twisted. You answer to you. I answer to clients who paying these bills. Can't get that confused. Like you, that's a different answer. That's yeah. not, no, but that's people people like to no a, people like to people like to act like when you when you don't have a boss, you do. Right. Your boss is the people who cut in the checks, which is their clients. You got to make sure they're happy. Right. You got to make sure that like they're like you're delivering what you said you would do. Yeah. There are many days where I wake up earlier than I want to, and have to answer emails of you know clients who there's an issue, whatever. Yeah. Like I have someone to answer to. Um, so I have to always stay on my game and like make sure that stuff isn't falling by the wayside. But um, a day in the life of me, I mean, it varies. I wake up. I tr- I'm trying to be a morning person. I am not. <laughs> I've been trying to be a morning person since second grade. Wow. And I'm 31. Since second we are. grade. I have not. That's a long time. I have. It's, it's, this journey is 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 a long one. You say you were 41. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. The disrespect. He got so nerve. We are like, we just started. He got so nerve. I am being disrespected. I am 31. Well, Chris is right there. I don't right. even know. Why. Why. Wow. Why you this is you like this? that. No, Chris, that's how Chris treats it. Wow. I don't treat it, I guess, like this. So I've been trying to be a morning person. So every day I wake up, I try to wake up a little earlier than the day before. Mm-hmm. Early for me, is like seven thirty. That makes sense. Um, I'm trying to get to the point where I can be like a six o'clock riser. So what? Shit, That's just because I feel like you can do so much more with your day when you wake up early. I agree with that, but I don't know me. Like, if I'm going to be, you know, my own boss, kind of, you know, Nigga, I'm not waking up at six <laughs> o'clock. No. no, but so my friend, Fuck no, which probably explains why I'm not an entrepreneur. There we go. We're no, out my right friend, now. my friend told me she was like, she told me this concept of like having a morning. Okay. And it's like before you got start ripping and running, doing stuff for like work and doing stuff for everybody else. Like, take some time and do stuff for yourself. Like something that you like. You know, even if you want to just watch TV, like just something before you have to start like ripping and running for the day. Like six o'clock in the morning, what are you watching? Infomercial, <laughs> sports center. Uh, you know, I like to. I wake up. My routine. I wake up. I make coffee and clean my kitchen. That's like 
every single day. That's what I do. That's what I love. Waking up to do housework? No. To brew co- no, brewing co- I love co- brewing coffee, cleaning my kitchen. It brings me so much joy. I put on some good music. Like, I'm in okay. the zone. And it wakes you up. Babe. Yeah. Wakes, up. wakes me up. And so, um, you know, I try to do try to do that thing. I try to have a morning before okay. I sit down and start doing work. Um, and so, usually around 9 is when I'll sit down and start doing work. Because that's usually when people, my clients are, like, at work and they're about to start emailing me. That's what time they start getting up and getting, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting themselves together. So, day. yeah. So, like, I try to do a little something before I have to start answering to people. Okay. Right. Um, and then, you know, I'll do a couple hours of work. And then usually, you know, me and, uh, you know, a friend might be like, yeah, let's go work from somewhere different today. So, you know, me and my girl, Samia. Y'all know Samia. Yeah, shout out Samia. Shout out to Samia. Samia means photography. Yeah, shout <laughs> out. Uh, so, me and Samia, we might go, you know, hit up a coffee shop and be really productive. Or, you know, just a couple weeks ago, we went to Margarita Cantina, which is near my house. I wouldn't know that they work done, man. And we got some work done over some margaritas. And I think that's probably my favorite part of, like, entrepreneurship is that I can be drinking midday. Shit. And get them work done. This shit sounds great. I'm it's not. It's see, not. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was like, you know what? It sounds really good. Those are the fun things. Those are the fun things. It's got to be another side to it. Turn tequila, turn the, uh, tequila, turning uh, to tequila shots. That's where discipline comes in. You got to know. You got to know what you can and can't. Now I'm unemployed. Stop with them because I want to. <laughs> now you unemployed. Well, I'm unemployed. Unemployed. Yep. No, you have to have discipline. You have to know when like your limit is, and you have to know when you've. For me, like I have to be like, have I earned okay. this? And I'm really hard on myself naturally, so it takes a lot for me to feel like I've earned something. Okay. Um, and that's something I'm working on. But, you know, if I, if I had a really productive morning, I'll be like, I earned a midday drink. Right. Yeah. You know? And I so that. I'll go finish these emails over a bourbon and gender. So even though you're only, you know, you're away, you still have those days where you know, like, I got to put my foot down and really work. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. not a day for me to yeah. Yeah. go have fun mm-hmm. and feel like I got to work. And, that's, and I think that for me is the hardest part is like... You know, when you work for somebody, right. you have a boss that's, like, measuring, you know, how you're doing this quarter or whatever. And, like, someone's staying on you. And you have to really be disciplined enough to stare on yourself and know when you're slacking. And really be honest with yourself about, like, when you're not really doing, as, like, working as hard as you could okay. be working. And so I have to really have those check-ins with myself. And also understand when I'm being too hard on myself. Um, and be like, you know, you have you have earned to take, you know, a little break. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my thing is, like is knowing when you've worked hard enough, when you can work harder, and really, like, ending each day with, did I give it my best? Okay. How do you measure your success? Hmm, that's a good question. I know. He got to shut that out, too. He's like, hey, I got her on this one. Right. Um, I think I measure success by how happy am I. Mm -hmm. And for me, happiness isn't something that's, like, fleeting. It's, like, a permanent state. And I have good days, I have bad days, but I think overall I'm a happy person. Okay. Um, and so I think that for me, like in the work I'm doing, with what I'm accomplishing, with what even like counting, you know, taking into account my failures, like can I still say that I am happy? Mm-hmm. I'm, am I happy with like how my life is going, with things that I'm able to do for myself, um, what I'm able to do for others? Like generally, if I am happy, I feel successful. That makes sense. So I think. Because like when you're happy, you you don't feel you feel less stress uh, when you are happy about what you're doing. Right. So I, I I completely understand that. So, um, unemployed life, it's a it's a way of life. Mm-hmm. 
How did you get into it? Where did you go to school? What was your major? Like, what was... <laughs> this is like four questions wrapped into one. So, dissect it however you want to. So, what was... I guess you got to start from the beginning. What made you... What were you doing at first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you get want to get away from that? What made you say, What made you decide it. to get into this? I'm and then what is this all own. about? Yeah. Okay. And what is... So, I'll speed through the early stuff. Your first questions. Okay. Quick. Went to James Madison University. Shout out Dukes. Jamie Dukes. The best. Everybody went to Jamie. Everybody. <laughs> All the best people went to Jamie. Sure. Everyone else went to. Wow. Be careful with your words. Be careful with your words. Wow. <laughs> I didn't finish wow. there, but be careful with your words. I just wanted to say. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Wow. So, okay. went to JMU. Majored in English. Well, graduated with a degree in English. Um, and a concentration in print journalism. One of my teachers told me, if you want to be a journalist, you need to move to New York. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm moving to New York. Side note, I hate, I've been in New York once. I hate what? it there. I don't New York know is the it, best city. It's the dirtiest like, I've fucking place in the Oh my gosh. New York, the I've energy in New York, in New York is so you, like, I went hated it. You've never even been there. I've never How been. How can you even say but that? But you went and he hated it? I went for you a week. You probably went to Times Square. I did. And that's the mistake you made. I went for a week. You need to go with someone who knows New York and knows to keep people away from Times Square, away from 34th Street, away from any place that tourists will be. Okay. Like, that's why, you know what? I'll take y'all on a proper New York trip. Maybe I'll give it another chance. I'll give it another chance. So y'all can see what New York is really like. Anyway, so I moved to New York and, um, you know, couldn't really find work, got a job, eventually ended up getting a job at a digital marketing agency as an editor. Because I had no marketing experience, but what I could do was write and edit. Um, And so they wanted me to edit everything that came in and out of the agency. And so after a while, I was like, this is kind of easy. Like, I can do this stuff. Like, press releases, social media stuff. I can do that. And so I asked, like, can I take on some clients? He said, yeah, it was a boutique agency. Lots of opportunities. So I took on a few clients and did that for a while. And then um, ended up getting another job at a, a nonprofit, Girl Scouts of the USA. Girl Scouts? Yeah, Girl Scouts. Okay. And um, love that place. So I worked there doing their social and digital media. Great experience. Worked there for three years. And then um, kind of like this whole, like, you know, I don't, I just, one, I'm not a morning person. So I would consistently roll in at like 10 o'clock and be like, this is the best I could do today, y'all. I'm sorry. You got your shit done, didn't <laughs> Right. Okay, I got, yeah. look, as long as I'm not late, like, on deliverable, yeah. like, I come in whenever I need to come in. And the best I can do today is 10 o'clock. I'm not a morning person. Hey. Um, so, obviously, that didn't work out really well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, I didn't like the idea of having to ask for permission to take time off. Even if I had PTO, like, you had to, like, give a good excuse to take your PTO. And I see a lot of people talking about that. It's like, I had PTO. Right. Like, it's mine. I could be at home watching Grey's Anatomy on Netflix. Like, I have a a paid time off. And that's not, like, it's not anything against Girl Scouts. Like, that's any company. It's like... I can get up in the morning and feel like I just don't want to deal with nobody. And if I have PTO... You taking the PTO? I'm going to take my PTO. It's that simple. But it's really, when you work at a company, especially in New York, like, it's hustle and bustle yeah, all day long. Moving. I believe it. And so, you know, with that, and then finally the final straw was, um, I was fighting for a raise. Boss told me we have no money in the budget for a raise. Of course not. Ended up finding out that she renegotiated her salary to make mm-hmm. double what I was making. 
Fuck her. <laughs> She's not listening. But you don't work for her because you don't work right, for anybody. Right, I don't work for right. So fuck her. So it was, to me, it was like, you know what? I'm busting my ass. Like, I'm doing all I can. And clearly there's a cap on how much I can make. And I think, like, entrepreneurship to me was so attractive, like, because... I determine how much money I make. Like, I can right. hustle and hustle and hustle and make as much money as I need to make. Right. When I, wor- when I was working for someone else, like, I can work as hard as I need to. Like, I can work till I'm dead tired. But and I'm still make making the same amount of money. Right. Want you to make. Um, and so, with that, mixed with, like, the workplace culture, whatever, I just knew that, like, I just, it was time it for me to make a move. Right. So, I was sitting in a meeting one day, my best friend, shout out Tiana, she was like... Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> She was like, let's just go backpacking. We've always wanted to do it. You hate your job. Let's just go. And so I was sitting in a meeting at my job and booked a one-way ticket to Europe. And we just, two weeks, it just left. I thought she was about to say, I was sitting in a meeting. I just got up and left. I went backpacking. Got my backpack. Yeah, got my backpack on my office. And I walked on out. Got my backpack. Went to Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I had to stay. I had to give my. I had no, to give my two weeks. You, you know, went to okay. Europe. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But that was really like my exit into like this fun for employee like life. A, a second appearance on the show. I ain't telling y'all how to run this show. Y'all want me okay. back? Y'all know how to find me. Right. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, but that was really like the start of me just deciding like I'm about to live life on my own terms okay. and just see what it could be. Right. And so I quit, went to Europe, stayed for a month, and came back and I was like, I don't have a job. Like I used my last paycheck to travel. Like I had nothing. Life was at you fast. Real fast. I was sitting there like I am broke. My dad was calling me Tommy from Martin. I had no job and so I was like you know one thing I know how to do is social media Right, companies need social media so let me just like hit up family friends and whatever and just see who needs media help and that's how I just got started and then it just grew and grew and grew and here we are so how did you come up with the name Fun Employed like what was the aha moment well it I mean I'm not the originator of it it's been it's used really yeah, people use fun employed in different in different um, context, okay. um, but I think for me it started off as like I don't have a job mm-hmm. and I'm having fun because when I first got back I was like oh I don't have a job and like I still have a little money left so I'm about to just like do whatever I want for a little bit um, and that's where like the whole fun employed thing came about yeah. and then I was like okay I'm eventually gonna have to get a job. Right. I interviewed. I actually interviewed with an, a company on the way to the airport to go to Europe and like didn't tell them that I did not know when I was coming back so this interview was a waste of their time but I was just like okay I don't want to go back to this corporate structure I hated it um and I don't really want to run into the same roadblocks of like having career like you know you you know my my growth was stunted so I was like okay I can either like try to go back into the corporate work workspace and like see if it could be different or I could right. just kind of start my own thing right and so I just kind of it turned into fun employed like in the context of unemployed to fun employed of like what do I like to do right and what am I good at and how can I make that a career how difficult was it for you to sit down and decide okay I like to do this how do I turn this into a monetize it yeah 
Because I, I have things I like to do. do. I'm sure Chris has things you have to do. But I never look at stuff and like, yeah. all right, if I was to quit my job or just stop, you know, what I'm doing, how could I turn my likes into something right. that I can support myself with? I think it's for, well, you have to look and see if, like, there's a market for what you like to do. Of course. Um, you it's know. 2019, there's. A market for everything. A huge market for social media. Right. Yeah. Social media. Like a, that's an easy industry to break yeah. into. It takes a while mm-hmm. to, like, get momentum and get to the point where you can do it full time. But um, I tell anyone. So, I do these things called fun employee consultations. If you have a business idea that you are really passionate about or something you like to do, I sit with you and say, like, okay, how can we make this work? How can we make this profitable? Mm -hmm. And so, just as an example, like, the way I'll break it down is, you know, if I have someone who's a photographer, and they're like, I want to be a full-time photographer. I'm like, okay, so, what are you charging? Mm -hmm. And they may be, for example, like, $100 per photo shoot. I'm like, all right, so what are your monthly bills? Like, $3,000. Okay, so you would have to do... You have to be charged more than $30. $30. You have to do 30 photo shoots a month. And I'm terrible. I could be wrong. 30 photo shoots a month just to break even on your bills. That's not realistic. So, like, how can we raise the prices on that service that you offer? Maybe you need to go after corporations and do, like, corporate headshots or, like, corporate holiday parties. Like, you know, like, think about how you can raise the price. Bigger price tags per Right. And so that way, like, if, say, you do corporate holiday parties or corporate headshots or whatever, you can charge a $1,000 to $3,000 per shoot because yeah. corporations have money. And now you only need three photo shoots a month to break even. Right. You know, or, like, to have some extra money. So I try to, no matter what field you're in, if you feel like it can be monetized, I try to, like, just break it down to, like, let's do the math on how this is realistic for you. Right. Um, so that's really, I mean, and not everyone has something that can be, like, initially monetized in a way that you can sustain yourself full time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do. It takes a little bit of, like, looking at it from a different, from a different space. Because there's, I know way, way more entrepreneurs than I ever thought I would. Gotcha. Because there's an industry for a lot of stuff, so. Okay. What you got? What you got? Hey, you got you got. She dropping. She dropping gems. So for for any for anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, because um, like we discussed a little bit before the show, we had people um, wanted us to talk about entrepreneurship. So if anybody wants to go on the entrepreneurship uh, path, what would you say are the three three biggest most important Things that you need to do in order to go into entrepreneurship, go into business for yourself, say fuck your boss, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, I'd say be realistic because that's not a reality for many people. Right. We got bills. Bills on kids. Stop. Like, real last responsibilities out here. Yes, we do. Absolutely. And it's, I was in a place where I could because I had nothing. Like, right. I was moving from New York. I had no nothing. Like, right. no car. Like, I mean, I had a car, but it was, like, a, a hand-me-down. So, like, I my, my expenses were low. So, I was right. able to take that. And, like, and so, you know, be realistic. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a full-time job if you want to, you know, monetize your, your passion and then, like, pocket that money and have a great savings account. Like, that is... I have friends who do that. Like, there's no shame in having a full-time job because we have real bills out here. Sure. So, I would tell people to be realistic about what they can do and, like, what uh, obligations they have. Um, I would tell someone to... Um, huh. That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, I would tell someone to definitely, like, build a network of people outside of who you 
would usually hang out with. Right. Um, because I think, like, it's this idea of, like, loose connections. And your loose connections, people you know, like, from, you know, you have casual, you know, relations with, I think those are people who can propel you further than your inner circle ever could. Right. Because y'all think the same, y'all know the same people, y'all go to the same places. I think that when you get out of your comfort zone and start befriending people from other walks of life and right. from other networks, you're exposed to more social circles and people with different opportunities than you'd ever... Um, you would ever have access right. to otherwise. And so, like, I think that's another big thing is, like... Your network is your network. There you go. Write that down, y'all. <laughs> uh, so that's second. And third would be... Um, dang, I don't know. Um, one more. Play the long game. I think, you know, we think about, like, where we want to be now and mm-hmm. we see where we are in comparison to where we want to be and we get discouraged. But as I like to say, you know, Beyonce wasn't built in a day. Ooh, she was Beyonce not. Wasn't built Beyonce did Carmen Hip Hop. Oh, she did. That was terrible. <laughs> she, did. she did Carmen, and now she's. She did. And now she's like Coachella. Now she's Beyonce. Carmen, Carmen Hip Hop was like twenty years ago, and it was terrible. Who is willing to be in the game for twenty years Mekhi and not Pfeiffer. be at their peak? Makai Pfeiffer was, was fighting Bow Wow in the jail. Was fighting fucking Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a Mekhi- talk about a ground up story, right there. <laughs> she pulled herself out the dirt, <laughs> right? <laughs> the dirt. But like, <laughs> so I even though like people you know like to say, "Oh, you're such a boss." I'm in the my Carmen Hip Hopper phase right now. Like, Humble. I've been three, I'm only three years, almost four, compared in this full-time entrepreneurship game. So when like, you going for your four-year anniversary? I don't know. Probably nothing. <laughs> hey, I'm going to keep that, that I'm going to use that. I'm, I'm throwing Rome wasn't built in a day out the window. It's Beyonce now wasn't Beyonce built in a day. It wasn't built like, I mean, but who's, who, who is willing to put in 20 years of something that they love? Right. Like, we all think, oh, we're good at something. We know what we're doing. we like, taking the leap and doing our own thing. Like, we need to be at Coachella stage. Like, no, right. we are at Carmen Hippopra. And, like, who is willing to put in the work to really get to that point? And so, you know, like, play the long game. Like, where you are now is not where you're always going to be. We're really shitting on Carmen Hippopra. I love Carmen Hippopra. But it's so related. And, oh it's, on ne- and it's on Netflix, It makes so much sense. It's on Netflix? It's on ne- they just put it on it. there, and I'm I watch it the other night. Because I have now. It's so we amazingly... We're about to get them some spins. It's amazing. Yeah, we're about to get some streams. But Beyonce would never welcome. do Carmen now. Could you imagine? Beyonce, no, Beyonce doesn't do any sort of interviews with us common folk. Right. Because we don't know how to act. Let's have included. No. Oh, she would never. She don't know how to act. I never looked at it that way. I like that. So, you know, I just say, for entrepreneur, play the long game. Like, three, five years is not enough time. Like, we're, I'm 31. Most people retire at, what, like 70? Maybe? 65? I'd say most people retire to 70 during the... The golden ages in like the nineties and the early two thousands. Now mm-hmm. niggas got too much fucking student loan debt to even right, yeah, retire. Right. When we, when we like, like, our generation get there, yeah, we're not retiring. I'm not right. retiring until ninety. But like thinking about like the like the careers like your average career span. Yeah. Like I'm thirty. I got at least like another like thirty five years in the game. Yeah. So like for me to think that I'm supposed to be hitting my peak now at 31 right. when I've been in this for only like three almost four years like that's not realistic and yeah. so people really like I think social media really mess with people's heads it really fucks with and, like, like, people's expectations right. on, like what they have on people's expectations for like what they're where they're supposed to be and right. what they're supposed to right. be because honestly Sally May might not see my final check until I'm in the fucking ground. 
fuck that bitch. Um, I probably. That's how you really feel. I don't think I'll retire before seventy, unless I hit the fucking lottery. If even if I did hit the lottery, well, I'd probably still well. have a job. You could, you could you could make something shape. I mean, I think I think this podcast thing, it, like it has some legs, but shit, without it, goddamn, like I'm gonna be working for a long time. But anyway, not, not about me, not about me. Um, so. You had some activity on uh, your on your socials this past week on the on the Instagram machine. yeah on the Instagram machine and um, you know tell I think you've had a lot of people anticipating this from you you know what you got going on and if they aren't and they're listening they're anticipating it now they're anticipating so. it now so why don't you give the people a little bit about what they want about what you got going on let them know what's and coming the future coming November first you know. So, November 1st, I am launching the Forever Fun Employee Podcast. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> thank you, yes. thank you. It's been a long time coming. I, um, you know, I've done Fun Employee workshops with people. I do Fun Employee consultations. I have, you know, I have Fun Employee events, like mm-hmm. build your own business kind of workshop things or uh, event kind of mixture things. Uh, I do a lot of stuff in the fun employee space, and I think the one thing I haven't done is a podcast. And I feel like there's so much to talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship. I've been running my mouth on here for I don't know how long. Um, don't look at the don't look at the time. <laughs> but I feel like you know there's just so many conversations, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what entrepreneurship really is. Like I hate when people are like, "Girl, you're such a boss, you're doing it," and I'm like, I struggle every day. Right. And I think that people have unrealistic expectations about what, you know, what entrepreneurship is. And I think that a lot of people mislead other people. They're not really being honest about, like, the fact that they struggle with stuff. The fact that, like, money gets tight. The Mm -hmm. fact that, like, you know, you struggle with imposter syndrome and undercutting yourself and not really, like, adding for yourself and your worth. There's just so many things that go into entrepreneurship. Um, I have a lot of friends who, like I said earlier, like they have a full-time job, but they have a side business that's thriving. Um, They value like the stability that comes with having a job and a a salary and benefits. Um, So I just kind of want to show the full picture of what entrepreneurship is and what being fun employed is. It's not quitting your job, backpacking, and coming home, starting a business. Like that's my story. That's that's, (laughs) right. That's not. Right, and Don't so idea. right, and it looks different for everybody, and so I really just want to use this podcast to kind of talk about the different aspects of what this life is all about, and then also like I just the other day I recorded an episode because I was feeling kind of down. I was feeling like I was like letting myself down, letting my team down, letting my you know everything. I just felt like a failure, and I was like, these are the moments I need to be documenting, and so yeah. I just got on, I turned on the mic. And I talked for 20 minutes about, like, what I was feeling. I think that people need to see a realistic view of what entrepreneurship really is. And there's a lot of highs. There's a lot of wins. But there's a lot of, like, those moments where you're just really unsure about, it, like, if you're on the right path. And so I just want to kind of um, let people in and also help people with, like, their business needs right. and building a brand, how to build a solid brand, like, all those things. And so that's what this podcast will be. I have interviews with people from different walks of life. Um, different stages in their careers, um, and yeah, so that's that's what I'm excited to bring to people on November first. That's definitely something I'd be interested in. Yeah, watching. most definitely. definitely see, uh, what do you, 
like like you said, to see because I feel like with a lot of things, um, not even just entrepreneurship, just when people are looking from the outside into something, they only see the good. Mm-hmm. The good. They don't see the bad and stuff like that. And I think it's that's real genuine to actually is. see right. to be yeah. able to know that part. Yeah. Social media is your highlight reel. Right. It's yeah. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's fire. That's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, I just want to show the behind the scenes. I'm not into, like, making people think that I'm the shit who has no issues. Right, like, right. I struggle. We all do. And so I just want to, you know, just be real. Right. So what do you want people to grasp from the Fun Employed, the forever Fun Employed podcast? What do you want people to grasp from it? What do you, what do you hope to... Accomplish from it. Yeah, accomplish yeah. from yeah, it. Like you say, you do the Fun Employed seminars every so often. This is a way for you to get in front of whomever wants to listen on a regular basis, weekly, bi-weekly, however the fuck you're going to do it. This is a way for you to get in front of those people on a weekly uh, on a weekly basis, on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. um, so that all you have to do is literally just go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever, click your name, and it just starts. So mm-hmm. when they do that, what do you want them to get from you? What kind of jewels do you want them to get from you? I want them most of all to feel inspired. I want them to feel like they. I want them to feel empowered mm-hmm. to just like really think about what kind of life they want to live and think about if the path they're on now is going to get them to that place. Right. Um, I want them to feel like if they do have questions about whether or not they're you know, pricing, pricing themselves right, or if they are building the right kind of network, or if they are, I mean, like, just, I just want them to be able to, like, come, to, I want to be, like, the one-stop shop for, like, people who want to right. be in control of, like, how they live their life, how right. they make their money. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it is, because, I mean, I'm going to have uh, someone on there who's going to talk about pivoting in your career. She mm-hmm. has no intentions on being, you know, a full-time entrepreneur, She but she did go and take some courses so that she could be, you know, she could change her career path and like go into a different field. Like it's really all about just taking control of like the life that you live. And so I want people to feel like they can come to the podcast and whether it's like they want to pivot in their career, they want to start a business, they want to increase their network. They want to like just start digging into what their passion is, something to do for fun and for fulfillment. I want them to feel like they can come to me for that kind of stuff. That's inspiring as fuck. I love I love the uh, <laughs> the helpful vibe. Like like I just like people yeah. that, that want to help. Want to yeah. help? Yeah. yeah. I like want to help, but I don't want to like not looking for anything in return. Yeah, just yeah. want to help people. Just want just oh, want to yeah. give off free game. Like, that's what because I mean, that makes me feel fulfilled. Is when I feel like I've been able to help somebody else. Like right. I don't really you know a check would be nice, but hello. <laughs> But I just, I really get my fulfillment from feeling like, you know, from someone saying like, oh, this really helped me out. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you know, so that's really what I want to do. Just be helpful. So like, we're like the first stop on your little press Y'all run. are the first. What'd you, what'd you call us? The um, Chitlin Circuit. The Chitlin Circuit. Wow. No, y'all. Chris, Del- do Chris really downplayed us. Called us the Chitlin Circuit. Diddy, I mean, not Diddy. Wow. Jay-Z, Jay-Z said the no, Chitlin no. Circuit has stopped. You said what? Now we in the stadiums. Yeah. This ain't no chilling circuit. We in a stadium, baby. Like, this ain't, don't. I mean. To the highway is in second season, okay? Don't, yeah. don't undercut yourself. Talk that Y'all shit. Do hey, it. let them know. Talk that shit. Y'all let them know. This ain't no chilling circuit. You heard? No. Getting tired of these niggas playing with our name, bro. <laughs> you play with your own name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You want to say chilling circuit. It's from him. I did. In fact, play with my name. So, uh. Let's. What? 
I want to know more about this. this okay. I'm, 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 so, can, can, can I can I okay, you can, can I yeah. participate right. in the podcast today? Can I participate in the podcast? Dang. Get his man an intro and he just taking off today. I don't know what's going on. So, um, so earlier, uh, before we started, uh, Chris did mention that you was on the Richmond's, was it 30 under 30? 30 under 30. Okay, so I'm, this is new to me. I mean, it sounds, sounds legit, so I want to know more about it. What is the, the Richmond 30 under 30? First of all, what is So, iPower. Okay. Um, they have their yearly 30 under 30 class mm-hmm. of, you know, just people in Richmond who are under 30 who are doing big things, um... From all kind of, you know, some people are in the social justice realm, some people are entrepreneurship, you know, are, are entrepreneurs, some people are, you know, just all kind of things, all all different career paths, and, you know, what they have, maybe they've made, like, an impact in someone's life, or, you know, just, it's their way of honoring people who are under 30 years old, who have really made um, a name for themselves in Richmond, and really, like, doing... You know, big things are on the rise. They're you know they're young, but they're you know. So how does how does one go about um, not even necessarily getting on the list, but get being considered to get on the list? I understand that somebody like Chris wouldn't be able to because Mm -hmm. he's not under thirty. Oh man! But anyway, are you under thirty? I am. I'm twenty nine. Barely. Because going to be 30 in January. Oh, you got a little bit of time? Yeah, I'm right I, I legit, I, I made it. I was 29, turning 30 in a couple months. Like, I was like, whew. I think it's, I think it's nomination based. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so. think she was on the same, because I think uh, one of our high school classmates, Jay Biz, I think he was. Oh, okay. okay. I think he was in the Yeah, I think he was in my, I think he was in my class. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly. So when you got the call, 30 under 30. Richmond, mate, the zip. And boy, I'm doing this shit. Like, what was your first, what was your thought process when you got the call for the nomination? I thought it was like a spam at first. Yeah? Like, I didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't think it was real because I'm like, who could have nominated? Nominate. Like, it just, yeah, you know, exactly. it wasn't even like on my radar. But you know what's so crazy? So I'm really big on like manifesting stuff. I have like, I have printed out things like in my office of like different things that I want to happen for me. And I wrote on a sticky note and put it on my desk, 30 under 30, like, and just put it on my desk. Yeah. I didn't know like what, how or what, but I was just like 30 under 30 and you know, like Forbes has your 30 under 30. Yeah. I was, I was about to ask, did it matter who's 30 under 30 it was? I just wanted, I just to, wanted to be on a 30 under 30, 30, 30 list. Yeah. Any 30 under 30 list. And so, um, I actually have a, um, that I posted right after we had our like ceremony thing, but, um, I just... I wanted, I wanted it to happen. Like, I just wanted to feel like, because I was in such a really insecure state about, right. you know, my career, I just wanted to, for me, that was kind of like affirmation or, right. yeah, affirmation and like, that I was, you know, on the right path. Right. And so I really mm-hmm. wanted a 30 under 30 thing. Um, so when I got it, I was just like, wait, that's not real. Like, that's not like. Do they, do they tell you who dominated you? Like, how do you. No, know? they don't. They, they just don't. say like, you've been. Like chosen thirty under thirty, and like send in. I think I think they say like send in a bio or whatever, a headshot or something like that. Wow. Um, and then they tell you like when the announcement will be on the radio. And wow, it was crazy because I didn't hear the like I missed the announcement, but I went into a coffee shop later that day, and like people were like yo congratulations, and I was like oh my god, like this is really happening. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, that's yeah, dope. so that was that was kind of crazy. But the Richmond it girl. Oh, I, I told you even, we got a legit guest. There are plenty right. of it girls hey, in this band. Hey, hey. I am not one of them. But we, we got, got a legit. We got, we got one of the the it girls. girls. Let them know down here 
Stop One it. two the hard way podcast. Dropping free game, dropping jewels. Like my drink. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he I definitely did, did go around robbing him. I did. Spike and drinks. Y'all, what deal? So we have it's about mm, almost forty-ish minute right now of you know. That's Damn, the, for real. Yeah, like yeah, this was just some good shit. Of uh, the uh, professional, you know. First, before I even go there, mm-hmm. is there? I want to make sure we don't we don't miss anything. Is there right. anything else that you want to? You want to shop your socials? You wanna, you wanna, you yeah, wanna sure. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Jana M Hall, J A N N A M Hall, um, and. I think. I mean, stay tuned for the Forever Fun Employed podcast coming November 1st. November 1st. Uh, if you have social and digital media needs, press release, social media management, uh, copywriting, any check. of those services you're in need of, brand development, Leap Innovative Group, you can hit us up, leapinnovativegroup.com or social media by the same name. Um, and I think I think that's that's really that's really it. That's, that's crazy because to the hallway podcast definitely could do some. Hey, well, we, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. So that was, uh, let's say, the professional side. Um, yeah, like, of all of this. This this was this you was know. to the hallway podcast in her world. Yes. Now we bring right. her into, into our world. Yes. Our into bullshit. The yes. Into yes. Our hallway world. Get, Let me take a sip. Get to do this. So. um how you want this? She actually, so she brought questions for us. Yeah. As well as we have, you know, questions for her. Right. Yeah. So we just gonna kind of just throw them all in there. We're gonna throw them all around. Yeah. And we're gonna get into, uh, I guess our norm. To our norm, you know, we, we gave y'all, we gave y'all the professional program. tip. Now we're at, we're at, we're at the happy hour. Now we're, we're releasing the ties. Oh, it's the happy hour. Okay. We're gonna, uh, some of these questions, man. What we, Let's let's, uh, let's start, let's start with, uh, I don't even know what that says. Let's start with some music first. What, you want to do that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's start with some music first. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I missed last week. I didn't speak on uh, while they dropping the album, and I knew about it when we recorded. But I just I don't know, I even think about it. I think I so, faintly knew about it. Like I didn't know. Like to be quite to be a hundred percent honest with you, I really have not listened to a while okay. album since more about nothing. First of all, give me that fucking ginger ale, nigga. Spike my drink. I'm not gonna <laughs> drink this. I gotta drive. Oh. I got things to do. I have a job. I got a job too, nigga. God damn it. Anyway, back to I'm, you know what? I'm gonna get up my damn stuff and get the ginger ale. Give me shit. Man, you can talk about this. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so we're gonna talk. I got, about it. I, got it. I got it. I got it. So yes, while they dropped the album, um, I really feel like a lot of people haven't been on Wally like it used to be. No, I, like I don't. I don't think a lot of people have been on Wally like. Like he used to, like uh, they used to, but I also think it has a lot to do with um, how he is outside of the music. Um, I think that he has gotten a stigma of him being outrageously sensitive as far as you know what he puts out. He he really cares about what people think. If you follow him on yeah, Twitter, yeah, he really does. Um, he really gives a shit about what people think, and I think that's part of. I don't want to say his downfall, but like I think that's part of the reason why I really don't listen to him. Like, like what, what year did more about nothing drop? Let's see, let's see. Ten. I want to say two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That long ago? It was a long time, man. I feel like music, music in the radio. What was that? TV in the radio was like oh eight. more about nothing. I feel like Wale in every. Song that he does. 2010. He has to reference like the fact that he's underrated. 
And like, it's just like, can you just stop? So for, him be, for him to be in the game as long as he's been in there. Like, All right, brother. Like, he's been in the game if you feel like you're still right? underrated at this point, you probably should do some things to make yourself not underrated anymore. Like, you need to. But, like, his labels also really don't help him. Like, they his really labels do. don't put the type of like, manpower behind him. What was it with at first? In his, in his school? Uh, let's see. That sounds right. Yeah,、so、I think I want to. I want to say Interscope, and then he went with. He went MMG, didn't he? Yeah, I think he said with MMG. Yeah, I think he said with MMG. Um, but yeah, like I just think that he's outrageously emotional, which there's there's nothing w
Sumi. That's really good. That's why he's been posting. And about. then he has a track called Rotation with Meek Mill and Rick Ross. And that's that's really good. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen to it. But Does Wally have any growth in his music? He's, to me, he sounds the same. That's that's the thing. It's like he hasn't. I feel like he doesn't jump. He's just yeah, the same. Wally like he's there always are been. a few artists in the game right now who who show that growth within themselves and their right. Music. Like mm-hmm. you can see, like you can hear a difference between like early and then current. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of layers to Wale because Wale he was actually like he was also on Red Table Talk. With really? Jada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He had a full episode on Red Table Talk. Talking about what? And I, I don't know. I never watched it. I, that, <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said Wale has layers yeah, to him. He was definitely. And I on think there. you. I think you appreciate Wale more when you know those layers to him. But that's the thing. Anybody trying to? I'm not trying to be this nigga's friend. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not listening to your music, man. If I'm not getting that layers from your music. I'm not trying to have to watch interviews at the interview to understand you as an artist. Like, your yeah. music should make me understand you as an artist. That is very true. That is very true. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why where he is right now. I'm not saying that he's not successful, but he's also not the... He's the, not where I think we all thought he's he not, be, Exactly. Yeah, he's not the perennial superstar in which we thought he would be in 2008, yeah. 2009, 2010. Almost like Trey Songs. Which one of y'all... Songs are still making songs as if it were 2008. He had, he had his time though. He had his time. When oh, he was, he 50, was killing it back 50, in 2000. 50 said, "Fuck Trey songs." He had two two solid episodes on Power, and was uh, 50 was like, "Nah, nigga, I need to watch out for my bag." Well, that's right. Thing. Nobody, right, asked but for no one's not gonna watch Power because of the intro. Oh, they just don't watch it. But nobody asked for that. Like it was just like, nobody asked right. for it. Nobody. Well, who changes the theme song the last Joe. season? Like after with five the years. Voice. Yeah. After, after, after five voice. years, though, we just gonna change it on the last season. Like nobody wants to do that. To Trey songs. Like you change it, you change it to like. Now yeah, my thing is they had, a, if they had started that. If they had started it with Trey songs, they probably wouldn't. Everybody would love Trey. They'd have never right heard now. Joe. Trey songs probably been fine. Cause I don't say it was bad. It yeah. just wasn't Joe. That's what I, we think, I think, like you said, I think it could have been anybody except for Trey Songz. Because people know Trey Songz. People know and his. That people voice know is his very voice. distinct. They know his voice. Like, yeah. No, that's that's his signature. That's his thing. You gotta that's, stop. That's his thing. I mean, shit. If it keeps, if it if it pays, if it pays the bills, yeah. Do what you love. Don't stop. Do what you do. Shit. Pretty Ricky still out here humping stages. At thirty years old, niggas gotta do what they gotta do. They gotta, hey, you gotta make you gotta make ends meet somehow. But that is the Wally album. We also what else we had? Uh, oh, Gucci um, finally got an album coming Gucci. out. Um, yeah, that album coming out. October two. I ain't listening to that shit. I'm listening to it. I, I just can't. I just Gucci has earned that for me to listen to. I love Gucci. Everything comes Gucci, out with this once. Gucci's my nigga. Always gonna be. But as far as I'm, I'm not really into. I'm not really inclined to listen to any new Gucci music. I'm, I'm not, bro. And I don't believe that. I'm not. I don't I'm, think. I don't believe that. I'm not, bro. You mean to tell me you gonna sit up here? You listen to Little Baby yes. and Gunna and yes. all these other niggas, but you won't listen to Gucci. Yes. Who's earned respect? He's earned it though. He's earned this he respect. Has, but what is I'm it about him that you won't listen to, but you'll listen to Little Baby? I'm not interested in any new Gucci. Why not? What? I like. You trying to tell me that I like infused, Young Thug or something? Like, I like drug infused, drug dealing Gucci. I don't like the new straight path, straight and narrow path Gucci. But Gucci ain't talking about nothing straight and narrow. I, I just don't. I, I'm, I don't feel like 
It's a it's a personal it's it's a personal thing with me. I think you and Gucci got some issues I need to work out. Right. It's a it's a personal Something thing with me. Like time. I just I've just since he got out of jail, right, this last time. He's mm-hmm. been he's been out here for about a year killing shit. Features like he kills it on features. I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to a Gucci Man album right now. It just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't give me that grit that the old Gucci that the old Gucci gave to me. But it's still more grit than a young thug or a little baby. I don't, don't, I don't think that so. That nigga young thug. What do you say? Something about all my niggas like Starburst or some shit. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. You do know what I'm talking about with some gay ass fucking line. And you trying to tell me that you listen to that, but you but Gucci not gritty enough for you no more. Right, like... I'm just saying. I it's think, my opinion. Thank you where you came from. Thank you for getting where you came from. Man. You need to go back to that, Chris. And y'all need to have a conversation with each other. I'm just saying, man. Like Gucci, like granted, he like he's a goat. He's a he's a down south goat. It just doesn't do it for me right now. Like, I might get to a point where like I can listen to Gucci and like appreciate it, but at this point in time in my life, I'm not really into listening to any new Gucci man. You going back, Pedro? It always you happens. Back you back it always happens. Like I'm not saying that he's not gonna come out with any it, with, with like any fire songs or anything you gonna like listen. that. Like, you gonna listen. Just, you gonna listen. I think you gonna listen. You gonna listen. I'm gonna push until you listen. But because <laughs> y'all know how Chris do speaking of backpedaling. Oh yeah. Uh, he My was talking about Chris Brown. My nigga breezy. Oh, that's this nigga. He's had episodes where he hate this nigga now. It's this nigga again. Hey, bro. Me. I don't blame you. Exactly right. Breezy, breezy, and I. We have a bit of a love-hate relationship. Why can't you put on a regular album with a regular amount of songs? That's what I'm saying. I don't have time to listen to Who a has songs. the time? That is... F- and then, on top of that, you first of all, you come out with a thousand songs. Then you <laughs> add songs to Wait, it. Wait, leave us alone. <laughs> I haven't finished the first. We're still songs. working through the first batch. I okay, can you just, one. like, wait? Just How give us a breather. Like, and it all sound the same. I gotta disagree with you on that one. If that's the case, I mean, he's doing an Afrobeat thing. I can appreciate that. I like some of the new music, Chris love but Afrobeat. I love. I mean, I could not tell the difference between 2006 Run It Chris Brown or Five Run It Chris Brown wow. and 2019. Yeah, I don't really think he's had much growth in his music either. Really? Wale, Trey Songs, and um, Chris Brown. Chris Brown can like go wow pop lock together in a corner. Wow, I, I just Wale feel like doesn't even Wale doesn't even pop lock. He can learn. Chris wow. can teach them. I'm I, now sure. I don't feel like there's not. It's Chris has songs where you where you can hear. Where, where I don't even think it's like growth. You just hear like, oh, he can really sing. Yeah, but his music is the same. Talented talented it's the same. He's talented, but he's, no, he's he was talented, talented in 05. Yeah. He's still the same talented. He's been talented. I don't see any growth in his music. I don't see any growth. The haymakers. I don't hear any growth in like his vocal abilities. I, I, I mean, take me down, take you down was a, a strong song lyrically for him, and he could have put that out in 2019. But he also put that out when he was like 18. But and, and that's so the at point. the age of what 20 something now, he still sounds saying. the same. Sounds the same. The songs are good songs. Some songs, well, I mean, so, obviously he has good songs still, but they don't sound. I will sound like the Chris Brown stand. Today and say and, and say that the so for for those of y'all who don't know he released another ten songs onto the other sixty was it Indigo onto the other sixty song album called Indigo that Indigo. he had out and the ten songs are actually really good. What is the actual song count? Is it sixty? Um, I'm looking up. Well, you keep too I'm much. Too much. I mean, it's a lot of fucking songs. I'm gonna I'm look it up. Go ahead. You keep talking about your ten songs. It's a lot of songs, but like the songs are really good. Like, yeah, like he got some Afrobeats in there, which is really good. 
Um, everybody, lo- everybody should love Afrobeats because everybody's from Afrobeats. It, it it gets me where I need to be every time. Every so time, no. the extended one is the one with the extra track, right? Yeah. So it's forty two songs on the extended one. Who who listens to forty two? That's, That's selfish. Songs. Now I will say I, w- I will say that in order for me to listen to all of the songs from the previous album, it probably took me about. A couple weeks to yeah. actually appreciate, listen, and appreciate each song yeah. on the album. Yeah. So with these passing songs, I stayed in the house all weekend and cleaning up, cooking or whatever. I listened to it and like they were actually really good. So I feel as though if you have the time, if you have the time, if you have the wherewithal, if you have the time, and you finish the other, and you finish the other, the other batch, thirty-seven <laughs> songs yeah, to you go back. You go back and listen to these new songs. I think you'll feel a different vibe. I did appreciate um, them. I did appreciate the songs. Yeah, I think but I were. also I didn't listen to the rest of the fifty-five songs, so I can appreciate <laughs> the ten. As y'all noticed, the, the, the number, the song count keeps changing. It's it's just too much music, man. Nobody needs that much. There are other artists. We if anything, to. why don't he just fucking release half of that? Say the other half and release that. A year later for your next album or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to sound the same. Right, it's not, it's right. not like your, your right. next album is going to be like, different. Put out 10 years from now. They're all going to sound the same 10 years from now. Whatever. Yeah. It's going to sound the same. So you can just cut that in half and now you got another album. And even to make these more 10 songs, money. eight of them were all about having sex with a woman. I mean, you're not lying. So it's kind of, not only has they have no vocals, right? Vocal growth. They, right. They, they are stuck with the same stuff. Him and Trey Songs right from like the same mindset. I'm going to eat this girl's pussy. I'm going to have sex with her real good. <laughs> <laughs> and I might call her the next morning. Yeah, so right, that's, I just, right. I need more than that. I need, to, I need to see Chris grow up and, and... Right, you know, talk about some real... You know, Jay-Z, granted, I understand that she's a different artist, but, like, we see the progression. Yes. He raps about real adult. Yes. Yeah. Now. Even even Between, uh, between Reasonable Doubt and 444, it's a completely yeah, different Yeah, even just, just rapping about... From selling drugs and stuff to rapping about like buying a owning stuff, yeah, right. owning stuff, or even the issues that obviously then it was I got ninety nine problems with a bitch ain't one, and now you're talking about I'm about to lose my wife, like, right? Like, right. That. like, yeah, like she is yeah. about to go, <laughs> she's about to leave me. <laughs> I am married to Beyonce, yeah. I fucked and up, now he's and like, that's that to his dad. Please, yeah. like, even wait, how is my issues with my father? Please <laughs> stay. Like, what cycle am I repeating? Like, it's. That is the type of growth I want to see from I want Chris Brown to realize that he may be the problem. And the crazy part is you would think that an R&B artist, it would be easier for them to show that because Because they're allowed to show emotional genre. You have a drug dealing rapper that is showing this kind of emotion. Talking about his three kids. My nigga lost a hundred bricks. Jay-Z lost a hundred bricks. And he he rapping about his his He went from that to how his daughter going to look up to him. And came back from not being able to buy a million dollar building. And calling himself Dumbo. That's crazy. Meanwhile, Chris Bro. Brown is still singing about taking girls down. Taking girls down. We need some girls. We need some girls. 60 more songs about that. I can just go back and listen to his old stuff for all of that. Speaking of girls, can I? So I have some questions for you guys. Please, please Do interject. It. Because I, of course, I listen to the to the Hardway podcast, and we appreciate that. Thank I you. think y'all are great. Thank you. Gang, gang. I love that y'all show a millennial black 
men's point of view that I think we don't get from a lot of black men. Y'all talk about, like, I mean, y'all dads out here got whole entire children. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, so I just kind of, I mean, speaking of girls, I think it's really beautiful that y'all talk about, you know. Man, you talking about girls, if we had started this, like, Ten years ago, and they got ooh, yeah, man. We would have been canceled. Trying to talk, yeah. <laughs> we would have been canceled. So I mean, so last episode, I think it was last episode. Um, I know you have a fresh baby. Yes, yes, I do. And so you know, thinking about like relationships with a fresh baby. Um, how do you? How does that work with like? Having a new kid and also having a new relationship and trying to make the two of them work. Because I've dated someone with a fresh baby. And it's hard. Because there's a lot of intimate moments. I know we just, like, took a real, like, left no, turn. No, I'm like, this is deep. But, like, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about growth. I feel like this is the perfect time to, like, segue into, like, you know. So, I, so there are a lot of intimate moments. I hope I'm not crossing a line. But there are a lot of intimate moments. When you have a new baby, like with the mom and like nursing and things like that, you 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 know seeing her give birth, that's also like some incredible thing that like you know will you forever revere yeah. and respect yeah. her for that. Of course, definitely. Um, and so like, but then all the intimate moments of like nursing and things like that, and seeing her really be a nurturer and really come into her own as a mother, like how does that? How do you draw the line? Like that respect her without it being romanticized, like, right? Romanticized and also. You know, your significant other has to also go through those kind of things with you. Okay, so all right, with this question, I can only speak about this in my experience. Right, right. It's gonna be kind of hard to, I guess, right, explain yeah, outside of what I haven't gone. She's through. not here, but she should be here. But, but. In, in my experience, <laughs> in my experience, um, my girlfriend now has a child, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have if you have a child with someone as a man if you have a child with somebody else and you have a a girlfriend so another relationship and that woman doesn't have a child there are going to be things that she doesn't understand mm-hmm. um, since mine does have a child she does understand mm-hmm. you know that part of it and there isn't any kind of like jealousy from her end or uh, just confusion of, the, of not understanding things that uh, make issues mm-hmm. you know right. she understands it all she's been there she's been there before I've been there you know so she isn't insecure about anything as far as that. She isn't worried about it. She understands how that part goes. And then on me and the mother of my daughter, mm-hmm. like you said, I forever respect her as the mother of my daughter and for the stuff she went through, the nine months of carrying her and the birthing process and all that. I forever will respect her for that. Um, but that has to be with, with any relationship or you know, when it's over. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're really over and that is, is done. Like you're not, in that relationship anymore, then I feel like you should be fine. It won't. Mm-hmm. It should. It won't be any kind of romanticizing because, right. you know, that's not where y'all are. You're anymore. able to separate. Yeah, like, what is her just being a mom no, yeah, versus right, yeah, like right. this thing that we're experiencing together? Right. So with me, I think, um, you know, that's where I'm at as far as she's the mother of my daughter. I fully respect her for that, and as far as that's concerned, I'm never with mm-hmm. you know anything like that. But it's the romance part about it is it isn't there anymore. Right. And that's now moved on to somebody else mm-hmm. who I'm lucky enough to have somebody that has already been through this and understands mm-hmm. this. So I don't have to deal with uh, right. 
with any of that, just trying to explain to her things and right. figuring out right. myself for her. Like she, I just, mean, because that's a, that's a tricky situation to be in. It is as it is. a girlfriend. Like kids are not. You know, I right. feel like you know you. There's a lot of intimate things that y'all will experience together being new parents. There's Absolutely. a lot of like figuring things out together, and she may not be a part of it. Like. For me, and maybe this was, you know, just, I don't know if it was a sign of immaturity or just, like, what I couldn't deal with. But, like, it's kind of, it can be a struggle to mm-hmm. to not know exactly, like, what's going through your head when you're watching her nurture your child. Right. And, like, you know. And I feel like with that person that you're with, if that person has to understand that you don't have, right? You don't have kids mm-hmm. and you don't understand this and you've never been through this and this is all new to mm-hmm. you. So, they need to make sure that they're open with you mm-hmm. and y'all are, whether it needs to be constantly stuff that y'all are talking mm-hmm. about just to so what give do you that do? reassurance what are, like, is there anything that you would would do or you do to reassure her or like keep lines of communication open yeah that's that's it just I just continuously there's no secrets I don't hide anything from her um, you know if there's advice that I need I feel like I need or anything like that I constantly go to her and just you know, just letting her know, like, this is where I'm at, this is where my mindset is at, what I'm thinking, this is, just keep it like that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, as long as you're reassuring that other person, it shouldn't be no problems, right. shouldn't be no issues, it, it it really eases that, that iffy feeling mm-hmm. that they right. may have. Yeah, yeah. So, like, a little bit from my experience, um, with my first child, with, uh, with our son, um, we were, we worked together. While she was um, while she was pregnant with our first child, um, but when she went into labor, I hauled ass from Richmond to Hampton, and like we were literally basic, we were basically locked in a room for about a week, and that was basically guys saying like, "Figure this shit out, <laughs> okay," and you're not leaving until you do figure it out, right? So. Um, I was seeing her go through all of these, go through the labor pains, try to get through it without any sort of drugs, any sort of epidural, and then being there to, you know, hold her while she gets the epidural shot and being there when my son's actually born, feeding her ice chips and things like that. Like those sort of intimate moments gave us, um, gave us a little bit of hope that, you know, maybe we should actually try it again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it's definitely it's definitely a slippery slope. So right now you have a tale of two different types of stories, right? So you have a tale of what he has a girlfriend, full communication, not anywhere near um romantically yeah, let's see. Yeah, my situation that yeah. that option wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't an option. In Chris's situation, it right. was the there. Was open. Yeah. It was yeah. the option was open. So when that option is open, I'm seeing somebody whom somebody whom I once uh, whom I once loved carry my child, birth my child, and like with withstand all of that pain, all the pressure of actually giving birth, and then to see like like. Stands on top, strong as fuck. You know, when the baby gets here, it's like, you know what? Maybe we should try this again. Exactly, exactly. So, like, it's a, as a woman, as a woman being involved with a man, um, with a, with a fresh baby on the way, 
there is some cause to pause in that in, the, in that situation because you never know what those emotions are going to be like because there's no emotion like the birth of like right. like the birth of your right. first child. There's literally nothing else like it. I cried. I cried when Sebastian was born. I cried like a fucking bitch when Sebastian was born. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> but, like I. You cry a lot? Yes. <laughs> I cried like a little bitch. I cried from the time she said my water broke. I was Aww. crying all the way back to Richmond, tearing up and shit. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, like, so... That is so beautiful. So, like, that that emotion is, is like... It's like none other. Like, there's nothing to... Um, there's nothing to compare that against. So, it's all about, like, if... If you're not with the mother of your child and you're still pregnant with the child, but you're with another woman, it's all about how you communicate that relationship with the mother of your child Mm -hmm. with your current relationship right now. Mm -hmm. Because they always say niggas go back. Right. Niggas niggas always go back to the baby mama. And I believe it. Like I said, if if that option is available, yeah, I completely understand why that why that's the thing. Why that but happens. if that mm-hmm. door if that door is shut, shut. and closed, mm-hmm. and the man knows that it's shut and closed, then like I don't think, and, and he communicates that it's shut and closed with with that particular woman, then I don't think it sh- it sh- um it should be a problem. I think as the um as the woman who is about to be the girlfriend or fiance of the man who just had a child on the way, uh, who just had a child born, I think this is, you just have to trust him. Fiance, did you just engage me? No, 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 like I said, it's just—it's all about your partner. Yeah, just keeping that. Keep, if there's another part, keeping that uh, transparency. Yeah, keeping that transparency, it's all keeping about the channels it. open, and yeah. and just letting everything be known. Because yeah. I feel like I mean, niggas be lying out here. You know, when they don't have to lie. Huh. Niggas do be lying. I can't even say. Somebody niggas don't be here. lying. Niggas Ain't nobody hurt. Ain't nobody hurt. I'm just saying what I know. Niggas do be lying. Yeah, they can't much. They can lie. Yeah. That was a good question, though. I like that. That was a good Thank question. Thank you. I have, a, I have a follow-up question. Well, we'll follow keep rolling them out. Keep rolling so, them out. you are in a relationship. Yes. Yes, you I am. You are single. I am in a relationship. You guys are both fathers. So, what is something that you look for in a mate? Like, you obviously oh, okay. have found that in okay. your fiancé. I said Ooh. so. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm about to keep... I'm about to pass that. First of all, it's my girlfriend. girlfriend. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is my girl. Okay, oh my you God. obviously God. found that in your girlfriend gotcha. because she was... Go <laughs> talk to Like, that's just... Like, girl, right on my head. Let's yeah, go. No, you obviously found that in your girlfriend. Um, and as you look for a mate, like, what are some things that you are looking for as a, as a dad? For me, because um, I feel like... We, well, I think it'll be easier this way. I needed somebody who... Uh, who had at least one child. Because like I said. It holds another level of understanding. Mm-hmm. It eliminates that's a, lot a lot of problems. Yeah, like, yeah. If you come in with somebody that. Not saying that you can't find somebody that doesn't have kids. And mm-hmm. you know it'll work fine. But it'll definitely be easier. If yeah. somebody already has kids. And already has gone through the whole you know co-parenting deal. Right. And yeah. understands that type of stuff. And you know. Those. In, not necessarily insecurities. But those feelings of you know. I'm not getting my time, or you know, right. they just kind of understand yeah. already. Like they yeah. know yeah. that made it easy, and I and I 
I don't I don't like stress. I try to mm-hmm. like eliminate stress before it even gets here. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was one thing I was like, you know what, I think that's if I would be looking, that's where, you know, I would want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. It just so happened that uh my relationship now is what came to me. I was not looking for it, but it definitely came to me at the right time. Um and I got what that's what I needed. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what I needed and that's what I got. And like I said, it's just to me that's what I needed. Somebody that just already had to understand it. That so you wouldn't even entertain someone who didn't have a kid? I may have, but they would have really had to show me something right. for me to like mm-hmm. take it seriously. Right. They really had to show me something. I think um I was more so I'm more so of the mindset of um Shit, man. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. I didn't even say that this time. Yeah, so you're burning down. Yeah, that's why I'm burning down. That's why I say the thing. Um, that's why it's been dry podcast. Your unofficial co, your unofficial co-host. He drinks and this what he does. Whatever. But I think my main thing would be acceptance. Um, for somebody to accept me for who I am, whether flaws or whatever. Um, and for somebody like, cause I always lead that like, look, I have two very beautiful children. I have a boy and a girl. And if that's something that you're not really down with, then like, let me know right now. So we're not wasting no time. But it's not an issue. Like, yeah. Then it's just not down. This is yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Nothing exactly. gets you. Just let me know. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you're not like, if, if that's something that's a deal breaker for you, let me know right, right. now so I can go on about my wait, business. Because yeah, that's going to change. Yeah, yeah. Whole time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not going to change. We're not going to wake up tomorrow morning with, no without, right. without no kids, right? So it's like being upfront, being I've never appreciated being honest more so than what I have now. Because I used to be trash. I used to be a, I used to be a really trash nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a really trash nigga, bro. Like I'm not even. Were gonna, you toxic? I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not. I was never toxic. Were you toxic? One? I was just used to be trash. Ooh, I used to listen to a lot of Future. <laughs> oh, you were toxic. Hello, you were toxic. I've had toxic moments. I ain't gonna say that. Yeah, I've had toxic we've, moments. we've had toxic and trash. Overall, moments. I was not toxic, but I definitely had toxic. Moments. Yeah, we've had toxic and trash moments. Music is a big influence on people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, my biggest. My biggest thing was to be accepting, to be understanding, um, and to just like, if you like me, accept me, um, accept me for who I am and everything that comes with me. Mm-hmm. Accept me for who I am as like the goofy, sometimes woke, sometimes ignorant ass nigga <laughs> who happens to have two. Chris definitely has range. I will say. Exactly. Has right. Range to his personality. I can be cultured. I can be ignorant. I can. I can. Be, I can be anything you want me to be. But you have to accept that in the midst of accepting me and me having two beautiful, gorgeous children. Right. In the midst of it, um, you have to. My whole thing is is that if you if you accept me and I see that you accept me, then you're going to get everything that I have. If I see that you are completely and utterly committed to accepting me as a person and everything that that comes with me as a man that I am at this point in time right now, then you can get everything that you you can get everything that you you want. You know what I'm saying? Is that an ad for the ladies? 
that's what that no, sounds like. Plug. Right. That's a plug. Y'all gotta stop. You accept this girl, I'm gonna give you the world. Right. No Lady. Like, I ain't got the world. Your voice that dropped a little bit and everything. You did. It no, did drop. That was an commercial. I was trying to Ladies. Add to the Hardway Pod. What's your what's your what's your main Twitter? I mean your Instagram? No, your main, your main hip hop head, hip hop head. Y'all know how to find him. He dropped that voice real low. He crippled right now, but once he get back, you done? Is you finished or you done? I mean, I'm. You asked, you asked me for an answer. No, that was a that was a wonderful answer. No, that was a thoughtful answer. No, but I know, I know. Once somebody asks you a question, you give your answer, and then the cup start talking. So. I ain't even take a have, drink. Have the Chris options stuff. Because yeah, it's gone, nigga. What'd you mean? Wow. Will you finish left. your drink? The shit's been going. Wow. Nice I have now. some left. Wad has some left. Because he filled ours up. Well, he drank his, so I guess. I was he drinking it straight. He topped ours up. I was drinking it straight. Oof. Grown man. Okay, man. you know what? I got a question for her. This is off the head to just came yeah. up here. So, let me see. So, with any career, uh, field, choice, whatever, uh, you have that. But... Being an entrepreneur and doing your own thing, as well as trying to balance relationships in there, mm-hmm. how was that for you? How was what is that like? Yeah, what is that like? Just trying to is it easier because you kind of can work your schedule and do your own thing and kind of do that, or um, it's not easier. Okay. Uh, in terms of you mean like in terms of finding someone, making time for someone, like what is like in what context? Okay, uh, I think it's it can be a little bit harder to find some. I think um, people have a lot of misconceptions of like what this whole life is. I get so many like, oh, you're a boss. My brothers have told me like you're intimidating, mm-hmm. um, but I don't try to be like I just I mean because I because I know the struggles and so I don't think that um it's anything that people should be intimidated by and so I think that like a friend asked me like why do you why would you say that you are single and I would say externally it's because you know I've I've gotten the feedback from people that you can be intimidating you got your own business you like look like you know you don't need nobody. Right. Like, that can be intimidating. Um, internally, like, I don't have... Because I do have my own business and because, like, all my time is, like, allocated to stuff. I don't have time for just, like, the little bullshit of, like, oh, so what's your favorite color? Yeah, okay. You know, all that stuff. Okay. So, my attention span is really, really quick. If okay. I feel like it's not going anywhere, like, I don't even give it a chance to, okay. you know. <laughs> like, so I think that is... That's the big a big thing with relationships and why it has been hard to find somebody. Um, but um, on the other side, like thinking about who to be coupled up with, like I value stability. Yeah. I value freedom, but I also value stability in my partner. Okay. Um, because I'm entrepreneur, I don't have as much. You know, like I don't have like the set salary. You know, right. what I make every month changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. You know, if whatever benefits I get is because that's benefits that I'm paying for yeah. like I don't, it's not guaranteed so I really value stability and like someone who has a 9 to 5 and a lot of people think that, that like that oh you're an entrepreneur sense. you probably want another entrepreneur like, power couple blah 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 I'm like no, no. you got benefits the benefits are real when you hit 30 like I have a girlfriend who is like I cannot she's engaged she's like I cannot wait to get married so I can get on some insurance she wants to like take the leap and like be an entrepreneur mm. 
But the business thing is real. And so I think a lot of people think that entrepreneurs want another entrepreneur. But, like, we actually want someone who has a stable income. Right. That makes that actually makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that definitely yeah. does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. One of us got to know what we bring in every month. Right. That's that number. I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, it does definitely. It does. Yeah, I definitely okay. think that makes sense. Uh, what you got, man? You got, a, you got another fire question for us? Or what? I don't know, man. Like, I, th- I, think, I think we have really, like, d- dived or doved. I think both work. Yeah, we'll do that. It's do- it's- <laughs> no, let me not say Dived that. Dived in. Yeah. Works. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. You got a little pipes on you now. I need a little vibrato. Is that what that's called? He get it from his dad, right? He's gonna kick your ass. No, he said you keep his name out of his mind. He didn't tell me. He told you. You're kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, Mr. Jordan sing. I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say that bad. I'm saying he can sing, but he didn't tell you to keep his name out of his mouth. He didn't tell me that. So, what is something? I have a question. Okay. So, what is like if you all had a mantra okay. that you live by that you that guides you in everything you do every day? Okay, hold on, give me, let me see. I'm trying to. I don't want to have a bunch of silence that we live every day by. So, like you know, my whole thing is my mantra is for the play, for the boss, all that. Can she get her basically? But in a nut, no. And I, <laughs> I told you, nigga. You know, but that's to to reel it in a little bit. Um, there's a James Baldwin quote. The James Baldwin. James Baldwin. James Baldwin. I thought they said Bond at first. I was like, what? Yeah, James Baldwin, who's a really prolific man in my life. Um, James Baldwin said, you have to go the way your blood beats. If you don't live the only life you have, you won't live some other life. You won't live any life at all. So that's what I... Run that back. Yeah, slow that down. Let me hit that one again. That's a a couple bars right there. You have to go the way your blood beats. Mm -hmm. If you don't live the only life you have, Mm -hmm. you won't live some other life. You won't live any life at all. So I always try to guide my life by that mantra. Mm-hmm. Like whatever feels natural, like the way your body's whatever feels right, whatever feels like instinctive, you do that because mm-hmm. that's that's all part of like what your life is going to become. This is the life you have to live. Um, when you try to like live your life by someone else's standards, society standards, whatever, you end up living some other life. Like, you're not living your own. Yeah. So, I mean, it seemed like we're about to end this podcast for the day. Oh, so, I think this is a, a really that, great that ending a, that point. That is a great ending point. All right, I'm going to let you go first, Chris. What you got? So far, I got to go first for Yeah, bro, we good. I'm looking at Um. So, my mantra. Your mantra. Man, the that's, mantra. A, that's a really good question. Christopher. Because I've never thought of it Um, for my everyday life. I want to be a little bit insightful, but I don't think I can be that. I mean, you have to be because, deep. You can yeah. be real ratchet. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Money, if that's I'm not <laughs> it's not even the fact of being ratchet. It's just the fact of being a hundred percent real. Um, I say fuck it a lot, <laughs> and when I mean by fuck it, it doesn't mean just like fuck everything. It just means like, all right, this is something that's gone wrong in my day rather than let it just fuck up my day fuck it like I'm just gonna put it to the back burner like I'll deal with it on another like on another occasion like I'll get back to it I'm not gonna let one speed bump fuck up my day 
I'm not going to let one speed bump fuck up what I'm trying to do with this podcast or what I'm trying to do as far as parenting, as far as co-parenting. I'm not going to let, um, I'm not going to let one bad, basically not letting one bad apple spoil the bunch. Fuck it. Write that down. Like that. Letting one bad apple spoil the bunch is also a mantra at the same time. You got two right, yeah. At the same time. I mean, yeah. I'm just me. I I, I don't do this. I just this, I'm just me. This is natural. Be that, that this is natural, baby. If I had to say one, mine would be keep it true. That would be mine. <laughs> what do you mean, my true? The definition of true is true and real. That's what it is. It's true and real. Really? You know what? Why? I probably. Is that I swear, real? Is that true? I swear to my God above. I have never known that, bro. Yeah, that's what I it is. swear to God. It's true and real put together. And just keep it, keep it true. That makes so much wow. sense. Most definitely, shout out your you. socials again. Thank you. Janna M. Know. Hall, J A N N A M, as in Marie Hall. Yes. I want to thank you for coming and being a part of this thank with us. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I've never done this before. This so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying Y'all are doing something great here. I you know what? You, I'm going to try to keep it up. We're we, we going to try. We're going to try. Definitely try. You, you really. You really kind of opened up. You was a little bit shy when you first got here. You know. But I'm glad that you uh, you got out of your shell a little bit. Because I love to talk. I can run my mouth. That's one thing I can and that's do. That's good. That's what, you come you here and run your mouth. This is what we want to talk about. See, talk about, about you. No, we really appreciate you coming. We're really thankful for that. Thank, Thank you, you for all for having me. me. But yeah, which... Um, Where's your podcast going to be streaming on November 1st? Tell, um, tell, tell the people where to subscribe, where to... All that Apple stuff. iTunes podcast, whatever that... Yeah, same one, shit. Yeah. yeah. And Spotify. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's the two hot spots. You know. Make what? sure y'all y'all comment on hers. Leave her comment. Yeah, what are they, sure what are they searching on Apple Podcasts? Forever Fun Employed okay. podcast. Forever Fun Employed. You'll see me in some hot pink pants. Strolling down the street, Met her way looking, looking oh, unemployed, <laughs> looking unemployed like a motherfucker, unemployed <laughs> with a job and a check. Hello, hello, hi. And you know you can always follow us. Uh, I'm let Chris take it away. 
Maybe what, you know what? Maybe next time. One of these days, I don't remember this shit like off the top of my head. But uh, you can follow us at the number two, the Hardway Pod on Instagram. Uh, that's the best way to get in contact with us. And if you want to follow us on the Twitter machine, you can follow us at the number two, the Hardway Pod one on the Twitter machine. So I'm gonna be real. I haven't touched our Twitter, so I don't know if Chris barely speaking, touched speaking to y'all on that joint. I Instagram is our spot. Twitter. Yeah, that's the spot Instagram is definitely the spot. spot. But and definitely, please comment. Let us know how y'all feel about this episode. If y'all got questions for us, this is our or, second uh, interview. So let us know. Yeah. Like, give us some interviewing tips. If we if we nailed the interview, let us know. Um, if we got, if they didn't, better. don't say anything. Yeah, I like to know both ways. <laughs> if you do like it, let us know. If you do like it, let us know. Um, okay. If you have questions for Janet, if you have questions for us, like let us know. We'll relay them to her, or yeah, you know, uh, we'll definitely make sure we put her handles um, when we post about and this. And so that y'all Most definitely. Her. But if y'all want to let us know, we'll definitely get them to her as well. But uh, like we said, always we appreciate um, y'all listening. Still, uh, once again, whoever's listening in Canada. And what was the other place? We we figured out the Spain one. We figured out Spain. Spain one Canada. was was a uh, was a friend of mine, the white mamba. He was uh, listening while he was in Spain, but it was Canada. It was somewhere else. It was Canada. And... It was Canada, and it was just Canada and Spain. Uh, it was one more place. It was. It was one well, more place. it was one more place. Whoever y'all are, like, once again, if y'all want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from y'all. Cause we're trying to figure out who this is listening to us. Um, but other than that, man, uh, like we always say, hit us up. Y'all got any questions, gripes, whatever it is, we love to hear it. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, leave comments, all of that good stuff. All that shit. We would appreciate that. And uh, we'll be back next week. Next week, same time. That's it. You heard? Bye.